0: Welcome inside the PGP, the show about the show, the show within the show. We always like to pull back the curtain here on the Permission Granted Podcast. And there's multiple ways you can listen to this by downloading it as a podcast on its own podcast feed. Just search Permission Granted. And then you'll just get each and every PGP each week. Or you can listen to them within our own DA Show podcast feed. Just search The DA Show on your favorite podcast platform. And alongside every day's full episodes and best of, you'll also find the PGP. Watch us on a daily basis by going to watchda.com. Or you can go to Twitch and watch us there and comment and chat alongside the other DAliens on the Twitch message board. Now, Moraz joins me now. And, you know, number one, I wanted to know if there was any fallout following... You discussing how your baby, well, your toddler Taylor is now eating dog food. And if your wife got mad or your parents got mad or anybody in your inner circle got mad because you did you did let the world know that you are proudly being a defiant parent
3: (laughs) defiance a little strong i would say in the history of things i've said regarding my family or anything this ranks pretty low on anything they'd actually get angry about because i think they look at it as sort of funny because they know this has been an ongoing saga where we have the dog fighting she's fighting they don't stop with the bowl and yeah i'm not letting her eat a deep bowl like it's spaghetti and meatballs but you know she keeps snacking on it and i flat out had to tell them i give up Uh, you know if if What more am I supposed to do? So, no, there's no fallout of anger. I think they look at it as kind of they know it's ridiculous. They can laugh about it. And they know I'm ultimately not going to let her ingest enough where you have to worry if she thinks she's eating at some restaurant and that's the way food's supposed to taste. So I've said a lot worse things to get me in trouble. So luckily that one seems to be clear.
0: I guess I'm asking because you tweeted this over the weekend that, you know what? My daughter won't stop eating out of the dog food bowl. I'm sick and tired of trying to stop her, so I'm just going to take pictures and show her friends in 13 years yep. and poke fun at her. So that's why I kind of feel like you're defiant. Like, at this point, it's, t- it's oh. time just to take it out on them.
3: It is, Well, it is. I am defiant because I will say this. It does always seemingly, when it comes to me and my wife and the dog food situation, it has now become this stare down where neither one of us want to deal with it, so it becomes... Basically, all of a sudden, Eli's become my dog. It's funny how when he starts barking and getting angry when his bowl's there, it's, it becomes my dog. It's not Daniel's dog. So then when it comes to the food bowl thing, now I'm suddenly responsible that I have to keep getting off the couch every two seconds to run, put the food down when he's ready to eat, when he barks at us, pull it back up when she goes over to eat it. So I, I, I wouldn't say there's total defiance as far as, you know, I'm putting my foot down uh, – you know, making her stop, but there's defiance and I'm sick of being the one to have to deal with it. So they know it. I'm going to, I'm going to just say it. I'm going to put it out there. And also, I kind of tweeted that hoping, I think a little bit, that there would be another parent who also had a dog who might have chimed in and said, hey, I had to deal with the same thing. Unfortunately, D.A., here we are 48 hours later, and I had a lot of responses to that. Not one copping to the fact that their kid (laughs) dealt with the same thing. So that defiance hasn't necessarily translated to my initial hope for a tweet, which was somebody having a real solution
0: here. Uh Uh So you only got people saying you're a terrible dad, not I hear you, man.
3: Right, exactly, or coming up with things I've already, you know, done, like, oh, put it in the bathroom. Okay, well, I've done that, and then when your dog starts drinking out of the toilet, what are you supposed to do? The fact remains, you never, ever, ever should have the breed a Pomsky dog. That dog, Pomeranians and Huskies should have never been bred together. You shouldn't have those with any kid two years or younger. Those combinations, to me, is brutal. I mean, we talk about the great duos in NBA history, and you talk about what LeBron and AD just accomplished. It is a terrible combination to have a a walking, sassy one-year-old with a Pomsky because ultimately, as a dad, you're going to have to give up. There's no way you could fight it anymore.
0: Are you worried at all that Taylor might get sick from eating dog food, might barf a little bit, might get indigestion, might get constipated?
3: I'm hoping she does, so then it makes her not eat it, DA. The problem is her digestive system couldn't be any better after chowing down and snacking on a little bit. I have filled little snack cups up with, she has these little puffs, these little baby puffs she likes eating. I'll give her some Cheez-Its. I'm thinking, give her the, if she likes that dog hard food, she's going to like snacking on stuff. I am trying every snack cup, and she keeps doing those, but it doesn't matter. She still gets, gets over there and has a little taste of that dog food every single day, so... Again, I'm kind of in a, in many ways not hoping for a serious sickness, but for her to kind of have a little bit of that where she, maybe it clicks in her brain, oh, I shouldn't be eating this, and that's not happening. She couldn't be getting less sick from eating dog food, so I really don't know what more I'm supposed to do here. I'm at my wits' end.
0: But she's so young. Would she make the connection, oh, I shouldn't eat dog food anymore because now I my tummy feels sick?
3: Well, I mean, so if I'm cooking, right, she's she's gotten very tall now where she understands, you know, feeling the oven or the toaster or stuff like that. She knows hot. She knows to pull her hand away when it's hot, and she doesn't do that anymore. She knows... Uh, I guess, when to start stop drinking too much because she's getting <laughs> full or getting water all over
0: her What, her Kona big waves?
3: No, no, I meant like the water cup she has. Like she, she is making plenty of connections on when to stop doing things or when she's had enough of certain things where I'm kind of hoping food-wise she would be able to connect the dots. Oh, yeah, I'm not supposed to be eating what the dog eats. I think the other problem here is as smart as my child has been, and she's way smarter than I was at one, I probably would eat dog food too. Heck, I was eating dog feces not too recently ago. Hmm. I think the problem is the way we treat our dog. I don't think that my daughter yet has grasped the fact that Eli is not a human being. I think she doesn't get, like, I think she thinks she's the same as him, which would be, oh, yeah, okay, yeah, this is my sibling. He's just a little hairier. I don't think she understands that that is separate and you shouldn't be eating what he's eating because he's not the same as you.
0: Well, Didn't you say you had had kind of a taste for dog food growing up, that even as a kid you would sneak a bite or two?
3: Uh, I've tried, yeah, the Milk Bone Biscuits. What I really liked was there were these things, and I think I've mentioned them on the show, and that's what you're alluding to, Frosty Paws, which is dog ice cream. It's usually peanut butter flavored. And frankly, when you taste it, you know, maybe as a joke when I was a kid – I really liked it, and I started just tapping into the freezer when nobody was looking and eating it because I really, really enjoyed it, (laughs) which is gross to think about. So I I don't know. Like I I really wish there was a scientist out there or something who could tell me the the food's got to be healthy for the dogs to digest, but does that really make it unhealthy for humans to digest? It's just disgusting tasting. That's the thing. Like dogs can eat human food, but there are certain human foods they can't digest. I think I could be wrong. I, I feel like dog food is always digestible by humans because it's it's kind of going downward from humans to animals.
0: <laughs> no, I, I don't, don't I, that's how that works.
3: No. I, I don't know. I, I just feel like it's disgusting. You think I'm wrong? I don't know. I think you could be able to digest it, no problem.
0: Oh, man. You think if you ate a bowl of wet food that your stomach wouldn't hurt terribly and you wouldn't vomit or, or get the explosive diarrhea.
3: I think you would vomit and it would hurt terribly because the taste would be so disgusting and the smell coming up into your nose that that's what would make it happen. I don't think naturally the body would reject it other than just the taste sucks. I don't think there'd be anything bacterial wise or something that the human body can't digest. But again, We're talking about me breaking this down. I am in no way qualified as a nutritionist or a scientist to explain that.
0: I wanted to also ask you about your dad because DJ Tommy D brought up a good point that maybe Bogus should include health status updates about your dad. He's undergoing meniscus surgery. Yes. He's going to undergo this the day after Easter, we found out today. How exactly did Bob the Deli Man tear his meniscus?
3: So... The way that the city life supermarkets go, if you will, where he would work, they're not as big as suburban supermarkets would go, obviously. So they're more built on top of each other. We have the main floor. And instead of having a back warehouse uh, or, you know, whatever storage facility, that's usually underneath the city-style supermarket. So after years of just up and down the stairs carrying heavy boxes, a lot of wear and tear on the knees, you know, sort of like Namath at the end when he goes to the Rams – his, his heaviness of carrying the produce and the deli meats and the boar's head and everything up there, his knee just gave out on one of the stairs. He thought at first, twist of a knee, ice it up, be okay, and after about five days of really, frankly, not being able to walk right, he knew something was, was off. He got the MRI and he tore it out, tore that meniscus, just split, and now he needs to get it surgically repaired.
0: So there wasn't one moment where he's like, oh, man, there goes the meniscus. It was just kind of the wear and tear, and eventually well, checked it out.
3: Well, I think the wear and tear caused it. There was one moment where he planted on a stair, and finally he was like, oh, this is bad. And he thought it was a knee twist, Where and then it never healed right. But I think the wear and tear is the cause of it. I don't think there was just, you know, it wasn't like a non-contact injury, so to speak, where it was just that one twisting. I think the wear and tear caused it. It was probably fraying, and then that one plant on the stair totally cut it.
0: So... You think that he might take a full six to eight weeks off from the deli?
3: Well, it depends how quickly my mother annoys him. That that really is the problem. My mother has really been hammering home that at 60 he should start looking into retirement. He has a fine pension, apparently, and all of this. He just he lives to work, I think, sometimes to his own detriment. So... I think it depends how these six to eight weeks of rehab go. I think if he's feeling good, he's going to have that itch to go back and not want to go out that way, so to speak, after years of working at food town, <laughs> wants to go out as a winner. wants to go out as a winner, but also, I mean, he might enjoy the six to eight weeks home. I mean, the weather's going to get nice. He's got the bar open where he could fake run a bar. I think that's going to help him out. But ultimately, if he's just home with my mother all the time, and just getting annoyed, I think that could speed up the process, and maybe he's back in four weeks. He's definitely going to want to walk quickly again, and that's a real issue to keep to keep an eye. So I think that is something if Bogus just keep an eye on updates. Uh, mentally, how's he doing with rehab? Is he attending physical therapy? Is my mother annoying him? Is he enjoying the time outside at the bar? All these things are going to come into factor. A lot of intangibles on whether DJ Tommy D will see him soon or not.
0: Yeah, it's his is his happiness going to be rooted in just staying at home? I know he gets up real early, and I know that hauling produce can't be easy, but your dad also gets a kick out of seeing everybody at the deli. Yes. He gets a kick out of talking to the customers and playing the show there and kind of being the king of the court. I just feel like your dad is going to be so super bored when he retires, just sitting around at home all day.
3: I completely agree. Completely agree. And he only has one grandchild right now. Maybe there's more to come down the line between me and my sisters, but, yeah, like, to him, what is he doing, right? It's not like any of us – well, I guess my sister lives down the block. I don't live down the block, and, you know, I don't live far, but what is he doing every day? And we all have our own jobs and our own busy, all that. I I think he would be bored. I really do. It's not like he, he gets up and travels that much where he's suddenly going to see the whole world. I mean, to him traveling, he'd rather go to the beach down the block, so I don't think – I don't think so. I don't think he, he would be in a position where he'd be happy not working. So I do think he's going to he's gonna want to find that, that people person in him again, especially D.A. as the pandemic winds down and it becomes less weird to talk to people in a supermarket. He can get back to that old style yeah. of wanting to be there. He's going to have a hunger for it, no doubt. I, I think he's definitely back at some point here. Here we are. It's going to be at, what, April fifth or sixth or seventh one of those dates is a surgery do the math for there we're talking about a max early june i think he's got to get back in there for that memorial day rush that everybody loves hitting the deli for and he'll be back in business by then
0: i've actually flipped a little bit on this i think there was a point in my life where i thought that i definitely could just retire retire happily not see anybody ever again and not work at, at all and and maybe this changed when i saw my dad retire he's been retired now for maybe a year or two two years and He seems so bored. I mean, yeah, and he didn't really like his job, but, you know, there's only so much Netflix he can watch. There's just not enough for Papa Amendo to do that. He's engaged in doing and my mom always was like, you shouldn't retire. You shouldn't retire. You're going to be bored. There's nothing for you to do. You sit around the house, not do anything. And he doesn't like going out and doing things anyway, like he's not the type of guy that's going to go out shopping or do this or do that. Doesn't want to necessarily like leave the compound, the safety of the compound, the house. So and then I started seeing that saying, I think I might always need something. Now, I don't know if I need a full time job. Right. But I got to have something that I have every day to do to keep me busy or else I would drive the bourbon bell insane. And I think I would really be at a loss. Like, what is there to do every day?
3: I, that's a very interesting dynamic and one I've thought of as well. And I think we all kind of got to feel a little bit, so to speak of what retirement could feel like in essence, when everybody started working from home this year. And uh, there were plenty of these, I would say most days where I literally would thank goodness I could come down and do the show every morning in my house because it was something to do because you just you get bored and and frankly especially if you're not going to go live somewhere warm all year round sit on the beach and drink cocktails and do whatever you know if you're staying in a in a colder weather climate or something like that your whole life you know maybe you grow up you have your grandkids and everything like that to me what are you doing if you retire? Like, There's just only so much you can do. Like you said, you're watching Netflix sitting on the couch all day. I think the work-from-home experience that so many of us thankfully got to have this year has totally flipped the script where if I had my choice, maybe I'd like a couple extra vacation weeks a year or something like that. But if, if I could not retire and maybe, let's say, bring my work home, I would never – I don't want to say never say never, but I feel like I would never want to retire – because I'd want to keep going. Now, like you said, the audience may not want to hear old versions of us for too long. But there's no. got to be something we could keep doing where
0: we wouldn't just be bored every day. I wonder if pandemic has scared a lot of people away from retiring. They're like, oh, oh no, at home with the family every single day. Oh. There's only so much of this I could take. It's brutal. It is brutal. And also what working
3: does, it makes you appreciate and look forward two days off and weeks off. Like I just recently gone to Florida and we've joked about you needing a vacation and stuff like that. But if you're always off, are you ever really looking forward to something?
0: I think if you're always off, you need to really be a go-getter in terms of organizing trips, organizing get togethers, family reunions, events, hobbies, projects. And and a lot of people aren't like that. Like my dad's not like that. He's not going to do that type of stuff. He's not an organizer that way. So a job gives you this duty every day that you just got to go do some structure. And if you don't have that, you've got to be a real go-getter, a real like ambitious. I'm going to take on this today. I'm going to you know, learn how to do woodworking or something. You know, you, you have to have that in you. And if you don't, I don't know.
3: I, I yeah. just don't know how you survive. Right. But how many people want to go learn the guitar or learn pottery after they retire, right? Like your, your best trait is probably something you've done at work or figured out. And that's what you've mastered after all the years. Who wants to go master something else? Not me. I've often said I have no talents outside of whatever I'm doing here. So I think the best way to look at it is every job has its stresses. You suck it up, you figure it out, and basically you have to be forced out. You can't force yourself out. I think this pandemic has taught me that, certainly.
0: <laughs> you know, it's like golfing. Like, all right, golfing's fine. I don't, I don't love golfing the same way other people love golfing. Like, BT loves golfing. Right. He could golf every single day. He loves it. I guess I probably feel like that with fishing more than I do golfing. But even fishing, if you told me, okay, D.A., you're going to retire, you don't have a job, you'll now fish every single day for the eight months that it's warm enough to do it. I'd be like, I don't know if I want to do it eight straight months, and that's all I do. I mean, I like it when I get to go out on a weekend because that's my break from everything else. But if I did it every single day, it's like eating cake. like I don't think I want to eat cake every single day. I kind of like it sporadically
3: that's if That's exactly it. You have things and carrots you look forward to. Once those things you look forward to become the only thing you could do every day, you're not going to look forward to them as much. And then are you as happy as you want to be? It's all about tracking the happiness.
0: We got to watch out for Bob the Deli Man. We can't let him get too far off track.
3: I would agree. And I was actually very proud of Bob, though. I will be honest. Sunday, I gave him a call. I wanted to see my sisters were in Atlantic City if he wanted to come by for dinner. And, you know, I'm thinking, eh, he's probably busy. Who knows what he's doing? Maybe he's trying to catch up on the yard work while his knee's all hobbled. Well, I just figured out how to use Hulu and I found the Yankee game. So you're going to have to give me a little bit. I want to settle in <laughs> here for a couple of minutes. And I said, well, on one hand, I'm proud of you because you're learning some of this stuff I'm worried about. Like, I'm really worried about having to show him where Amazon Prime is to watch an NFL game. And If he can figure out basically how to pirate a Yankee spring training game out on Hulu that wasn't on locally, he's making progress. But at the same time, do you really need to be sitting down watching four innings of bad spring training baseball on a streaming device instead of coming over and seeing your grandkids? So that's kind of where he's at right now we don't know where the boredom is gonna go
0: well opening day is is it thursday for the yankees
3: yeah thursday i think for most of the league yeah
0: thursday and so what's the setup for bob's bar for yankee opening day
3: so well we're doing it unfortunately it looks like down here on long island the coldest day of the week looking like 46 degrees which stinks of course but he has talked about being a planner he has planned he's contacted all of us and said obviously You know, none of us have been to a Yankee game in forever. We, you know, we enjoy watching the games at the bar. He has the heaters with the propane ready to go. He has a plan of grilling up and maybe even some dirty water hot dogs. He's ordered uh, from Philly Pretzel Factory some stadium-style hot pretzels. He's loaded up on Cracker Jacks, and he's even given me the duty of driving out to Blue Point Brewery which is another 20 minutes by me, and they make a special pinstripe Pilsner that they sell at Yankee Stadium. Uh-huh. He wants me getting a bunch of tall boys a pinstripe Pilsner. He is trying to recreate the opening day stadium experience by being outdoors wow. at the bar. That is what he's put together for us. Every, you know Anybody who, who watches the Yankee games playoff time or whatever, there'll probably be about 10, 15 of us, and he's trying to have a nice opening day and basically mimic what we can about being at the ballpark for opening day on Thursday.
0: So do you think that you guys will invite anybody to these types of outings or is it just going to be family only?
3: Uh, right now, I mean, you know, family, but close friends are family as well. Right now, you know, he has a certain amount of people that come over you know, all the neighbors and stuff. And a lot of them, thankfully right now, both seem to be getting vaccinated. So it's becoming a lot safer to do this. So yeah, I, you know, there's, is one, is this one friend, Jerry, who lives around the block, who's like a Yankee fan. So it won't be strictly family. There'll be a lot of friends involved, but close enough friends that I guess you just kind of view them all, all, as this bar family.
0: Okay. So, Bob's Bar, this could be a real rebound-type year. Last year, you guys still had it cooking pretty good, but because of the pandemic a little limited, this year we'll be back cooking.
3: Back cooking. Uh, The brunches should be here to stay. There should be some of that. So, uh, yeah, I think we're looking for a revitalized year, and I think opening day, here we go. Thursday would be a good template to see where the summer of 2021 (laughs) takes Bob's Bar. (laughs)
0: Well, that's exciting, I think, for everybody, because I know how much you guys rally around the Bob's Bar. Does that also mean that Blob's Bar is going to get an early look maybe this weekend?
3: Well, perhaps, DA. I don't know if I've I've told you this directly. Blob's Bar, along with my home, is about to be under some severe construction dating back to those pipes that burst. Remember when I had the pipes burst live on the air?
0: Oh, yeah.
3: So this has led to, obviously, we have to change a whole bathroom, which has now led to... Uh, A complete renovation of my home, which includes a wall being knocked down, a garage being turned into my new bedroom, master bedroom. And as part part of the renovations, actually the people doing the renovations are the same construction company that built Bob's Bar and the gazebo and everything that went with it. And as part of an add-on, we're getting a new roof on the house. We're doing a lot of crazy things here. Uh, we are getting a replica of Bob's Bar. So I have the Blob's Bar, a little smaller version. Now we're getting upgraded to the bigger version, same style as Bob's Bar, that will begin construction, it looks like, around two, three weeks from now. So unfortunately, it's going to be a little later opening for a Blob's Bar this year because it's going to be new, sparkling, spectacular, and all of that as all these renovations get done to my home.
0: So what happens to your existing garage?
3: My existing garage goes goodbye, and a shed gets built off to – I live on a corner property. You've been here uh, off to the side of the yard, so all my garage stuff's got to go in there. The shed is part of this renovation as well. we are getting new kitchen counters, cabinets. I mean, I have no problem getting insidey here for those homeowners listening to the PGP. Mm. Uh, We were in many ways very fortunate. We weren't looking. We ended up buying a foreclosure home, and we ended up getting the home a lot cheaper than it really should have been valued at. Um, and with everything going on with interest rates and stuff in the pandemic, after these pipes burst, my wife did a little research, and it turned out uh, maybe doing a renovation loan and buying out the mortgage and not to get too too detailed like that was way worth it to put the amount of money we're going to put into the house and kind of have the house up to what we probably should have purchased it to begin with while making everything in the house almost brand new. So there's a lot going on here. Looks wow, like it's so going to be gonna about be a two a- two-month project, it looks like.
0: This is going to be a full-on type of thing for the next couple of months are you guys gonna have massive construction going on around you as you do the show in the morning (laughs) so there therein lies the next situation so nothing in where i do the show in
3: the basement is being touched uh and they cannot start work until 8 a.m eastern so i have already gone and done some scouting and depending on the noise variance at least to start I'm going to take the show to my sister's house, which is the next town over, and she has right off where her internet is a completely empty, heated garage because she only recently moved in, and I've already started to tinker with how I could do some backdrops there. So I think the immediacy would be I don't want a chance of loud banging around, at least at the early demolition portion yeah. of the uh, project. So I'm going to take it, and I'm hoping to have everything in my backdrop the same where people wouldn't even be able to tell the difference that I'm somewhere else. I can't believe we're revealing all this on the PGP, by the way. Uh, and then I think once we kind of have an idea, once the demo work is done on what parts of the house they're working on, depending on the day, I'll be able to come back here and and start doing the show again from the studios that I have, uh, have found here this year.
0: Wow. Well, that's a lot of moving and shaking going it on.
3: It is, but I have a plan. I'm 10 steps ahead of the construction crew. And, look, D.A., you know is better better than anybody, right? Happy wife, happy life. What she wants to get done, what she wants to make sense, I'm going to follow her lead. I'm not going to complain. In the end, if I get a brand-new, sparkling, big bar in my backyard, who am I to complain?
0: Sure. No question about it. Well, I'm glad that last week you guys did a little half pint of, of um, swing or a miss. Yes. I'm glad because that was that was nice of you guys to give me some credit on some of those. And, you know, there was – there were so many compliments thrown out that I think Bogus even said that one of those was perhaps the best one ever. Oh, that's right. I forget which one it was. And I said, boy, did I top Josh Shana? Because that was the previous <laughs> pinnacle headline. Uh, it was, oh, what was it? It, it was, was the Josh
3: Allen one, was the Josh Shana, But what was the Josh one Ashana, last week? Yeah. You're right.
0: Um, it was, oh, it
3: was really good. It was... Yeah, I'm trying to see if I had it typed out somewhere. Oh, now I can't... Fo- oh, wait, hold on. I have all five from last week.
0: Was it oral fixation? No, it was the second. That was number one, right? Or that was the last one you guys did. That was the second to last one.
3: Okay, oh, yeah. oh, so the five we did last week were Rub-A-Dub, yeah. oral fixation, Big Lies, Meyer Weenie, and Taco Fall.
0: Taco Fall. I think okay. Taco Fall, because Taco Fall... Even this one, I surprised myself because <laughs> Winthrop, of course, was all about making tacos. They had finally lost. Taco Fall is the name of a kind of viral basketball player for the Boston Celtics who is really tall but really doesn't get into many games, but he's kind of like a, everybody's kind of comedic NBA player because he's got a big personality. Taco Fall, I think Bogus said, like, that might have been the best ever because reference to tacos about Winthrop, losing a game, a a unique sports name that not a lot of people would get. Right. And I said, boy, did that top Josh Shana Oh, I, Josh Oshana. It's, I, I, it's, it's hard because that's, that's the standard right there. That's the, that's the highest bar. <laughs>
3: I can't believe Josh Shana is the standard. But, yes, yes, it is. And what I really like about that, if we peel back the curtain of the PGP, I did not send any of these five to Bogus. So Bogus did not know what five I was going to hit him with on the swings that I personally found. So it was distinctly possible that I could have found another and not included Taco Fall, and I would have never known that Bogus thought that would be the best ever, which I really liked that Bogus (laughs) was in line with on all five of those and appreciated that. Yeah, you, you you
0: you picked the ones that he also liked.
3: Which is great, which shows you that, you know, basically you're you're a crowd pleaser with the headlines lately.
0: Let me just give you one. Now this, you can only get on the PGP. We did the UConn ladies last night uh, beat Baylor on that controversial no call at the end. And the question was, did UConn get away with a clear foul? And my initial headline was Husky section.
3: I was just thinking that in my head before you said it. I said, what was it? Tell me it was like a Husky section or something, and you didn't use it.
0: But I didn't want to be rude.
3: Yeah. I think, yeah, you're probably right.
0: So I had it in the topic list, and then I looked back at it, and I said, "Uh, I don't – I'm certainly not calling them Husky. Right. But I didn't want that to be misconstrued, so I went with lead dogs. Much safer. Much, went, much safer.
3: You went safer, especially on a show where we have a guy named Kyle saying his his pregnant girlfriend is as big as a house. You don't need Husky section and any of that being misconstrued. Although, yeah. uh, you know me, as somebody who shopped in the Husky section very early on in life, yep. that is something I would have certainly appreciated.
0: I know, because you've actually said, I, I like being called Husky.
3: Yeah, I think Husky, to me, has always been something, if you're on the bigger side, where it makes you feel Tough fat, if you could combine those two words. Tough like, fat. Husky husky is kind of like burly to me, right? Oh, like it's, okay. it, I don't know. It just makes you feel like more of a physical presence than a waste of space. <laughs> and I think like, that's why I like Husky.
0: It's like when they, they call offensive linemen from Wisconsin country strong.
3: Right. Husky's right.
0: country strong.
3: Hus, yeah. and he's, Oh, he's a Husky fellow. You, you don't take that as an insult. It's better than he's a fat slob.
0: Because it means like he's thick and he's sturdy. But he's not it's, necessarily a fat cell.
3: Right. Oh, he may not be fat. Maybe he just has wide hips, big shoulders. He's husky. It doesn't mean your belly is basically getting so big it's tipping over onto your knees. <laughs> By the way, on, speaking of, uh, I guess this is speaking of belly, something else also, also thought of that. We have a tackle two weeks on the PGP. Have you put Breaking Bad on pause because of the NCAA tournament? Yeah. Uh, that's tough.
0: Do yeah, you feel I know. like you're losing
3: mojo with it now because of it? Um,
0: I thought about this the other day because, well, two things have happened. Number one, the weather's gotten really good, so I have more excuses to just be outside doing things. So that's, you know, it's a couple hours a day that I would normally allocate that I could have done TV watching. But, yeah, the, the tournament started, and i had just been watching college basketball almost every day. Right. And especially weekends, you know, like a Friday night would have been ideal for me and the bourbon bell to sit down and watch a few episodes. She's seen it already, but she's watched most of the episodes with me again because she likes it. But now, I mean, the last two Friday nights have just been wall to wall tournament. And then Saturdays are wall to wall tournament. And now Mondays and Tuesdays are. Right. So, yeah, I've hit a little bit of a lull, but doesn't mean I, I don't want to jump back into it. It's just that well, that's probably 20 hours yeah. a week of TV watching have been allocated to college yeah. basketball. Hard yes. to find another two.
3: That's my concern. I just, you were building so much momentum. I don't want you thinking the show stinks because you just lose interest. No, oh, no, no,
0: no, 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 not, not, not at all. Bye. I could never. In fact, yesterday, late afternoon before dinner, I'm thinking, boy, I could really go for an episode of Breaking Bad. And then I sat down after dinner. I was like, oh, right. We have two Elite Eight games <laughs> on tonight that right. I got to watch, which right. will be the same thing tonight. <laughs> Be like, oh, right, there's another four and a half hours of basketball I've got to watch.
3: Right, and, and I'm sure during the day, if you find a crevice to take a nap or something, where you can normally watch those, I mean, we're staying up till midnight watching these games now. Yeah, you got to find find a way. It's been
0: brutal. Last night, Bourbon Bell went to bed. It was just me and Rosie the Cat on the, on the oh. couch, and I'm just trying to battle my way through that Baylor game. Oh. I'm like, oh, can we speed it up here at the end here, fellas? It's 12.15 before it yeah, wrapped it was... up, maybe 12.20 oh. I was in bed.
3: There was about 15 minutes left. I remember looking at the clock, and all of a sudden I caught myself, and I looked up, and there was six minutes left. Somehow on the couch, I lost about nine minutes of game time. (laughs) You have to say, okay, let's wrap this up.
0: Last night at eight and a half minutes ago, I'm like, boy, I wish this game was over right now. But i got to battle through the next eight and a half minutes. It's just they're on a half hour to 45 minutes too late. An hour would be ideal. If the late game started at 9, done by 11, 11. Right, we could totally deal with that. You know, and I think that would be fine for the West Coast, too. But and these 10 p.m. tips are not always 10. Sometimes they're 10.05, 10.07. It's not good.
3: Yeah, I agree. Not good. But, you know, we're almost at the end here. We got one more night of that.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, that is side A. We got uh, Bogues coming up on side B. So after that, then uh, we'll have a PGP full on.
3: How to do, do do. Duty, do. It is Mraz, the host of Side B of the PGP, joined by, well, I guess the now very famous Fordham grad and alum, the man with the perfect wingtips on the side of his hair, Andrew, the bogey man, bogish, bogey. Hello, how are you,
1: uh, Sean? I'm, I'm, doing well. I'm doing well. Disappointed though, that was, a, that was not the same sing-songy welcome we had last week. I thought we we're going in that direction. You've scaled it back a little this week. Well, it seems well,
3: like. Well, remember last week on the DA show, we had a discussion after the rejoiner played with all my howdy doody do's, how do do? Mm-hmm. And DA was kind of cautious about us going down the singing route too much. He said maybe 75% more of a howdy doody do and 25% more, you know, throw the top hat on like Mr. Peanut and tap dance. So I figured we've gone two sing songies in a row. Why don't I just calm the offense down? We're going to hand the ball off, we're going to try to churn this up get first downs by running the ball, and just give you a very simply howdy-do-dy-do, you do do you, do, how do you do?
1: All right, well, I like that you have a plan. That's good. It's a strategy, execution now. I'm fine with that.
3: Okay, and speaking of a plan, terrible job by me being unaware of the New York Post mentioning you, Andrew Pogish, as you lead the charge, if you will, the interview process of a introductory press conference for, I guess it's not really a press conference but you get my drift the introducing of the new head coach at Fordham and there you were talking about availability you were available you were ready to go and you got to you know basically have your chops there you dressed up nice you had your hair what an exciting position for you to be in
1: yeah it was fun I felt very um you know me I um I like to feel important I like to feel liked um, and um, I um I, I was Very much like in tune with this whole search, a very significant search for the men's basketball need to be successful, can be successful with the right head coach in place. Um, I've gotten to know people, you know, in the program a lot over the last couple of years going back and working there after going there uh, and graduating back in 02. And, um, you know, not that I was on the official search committee, I did not interview anybody, but like I had been along the way when someone would listen to me every once in a while, like, whispering this guy's name to people because I thought he would be really, really good for the job. So, like, I'm really surprised that that the guy that I wanted ended up with the job and basically has been universally praised by everybody, like, around college basketball. He's a great hire for did a good job. And normally people like to make fun of Fordham men's basketball, but they haven't for the last 36 hours or so. Um, So it was cool to have a very, very tiny little part in that. It was nice to have a suit on yesterday. I do wish, though, I had, like, 22 hours notice. Like, one more day would have allowed me to get a haircut before yesterday. Couldn't pull it off. So things, again, were a little too wild. more than I would like. But, you know, I got – the hair is getting good reviews as well. So I'll take
3: it. Yeah, so that brings me to the next point. On the hair, DA had pointed out the side view of your hair, how you basically have long, flowing locks. And on watch, Da, or on our Twitch stream every day, we get the frontal view of it, and we would have no idea what was going on on the side. As you pointed out, your headphones have basically become – like a headband, and through the side, you can see you have basically these two gray strips, and I pointed out they very much look like a Paulie Walnuts from the Sopranos situation going on that maybe you look like a younger version of them. Cap actually sent us in our show chat as we peel back the curtain side by side, and it's pretty spot on. Have you thought about at all? your are talking about getting cleaned up, maybe keeping it at the length you have and kind of going with that Paulie Walnuts look long term.
1: So I I'm definitely keeping the length. Um once I again I I am really close to like finding like a fancy person to cut my hair, somebody who charges way too much money, who might like wash my hair first and then Whoa. blow dry it after like that, like a real like high-end place because I think I need one like real good cleaning, so to speak, like get it into shape, tell me what to do with it. Like do I have to blow dry it? So like if there's maintenance involved, that might go. But otherwise, um, I, like, I like the length. I've always, like, even as a kid, well, a, te- a teenager, I wish I could have been cool enough to be, like, a surfer guy with, like, the real long hair. Like, you know, you hook it behind your ears while you're next to your surfboard and, like, all the cute girls are looking at you. Like, I would have liked to have been that guy. It was never possible. Um, so I've always wanted to have longish hair. And thanks to COVID, I have longish hair now. I just need to know how to live <laughs> with long hair.
3: Boy, the sentences, thanks to COVID, are going to be few and far between. But if that's where your hair has come out of, I guess that's Well, okay. you
1: had it last week. You said, thanks to COVID, we've had less Drake. Now, yes. thanks to COVID, I have more hair.
3: So I, you said you wish you had more time to get a haircut before this, obviously, situation at Forum situation. I'm, I'm calling it all the wrong things. How would you wear this? not a press conference. What would you call it? Just an introduction?
1: Yeah, I mean, it was, so it was, it was um, they called it a meet and greet because okay. they didn't know what to do. Because of covid right. um, in terms of a press conference. So they had me sit there, ask him questions that anyone could have watched. And then actual media outlets got like one on one interviews with him later yesterday. And I think today as well.
3: Gotcha. OK, so at this meet and greet, were you self-conscious going in about your look with your hair or were you kind of? Yes. Almost. ready oh, yeah. to Introduce the hair like this.
1: No, I mean, so I've so I had been there before for two or three basketball games um, before the season ended. So it was I, I had seen these people recently-ish. Um, so the hair wasn't a complete sh- surprise, but the last time I went, I did get it kind of trimmed. So it wasn't. It's a little too nuts. The only good thing yesterday was I literally got off the air at 12.02, got in the shower, had to be out at the door by like 12.30 to get to Fordham to do this. So on one hand, I probably needed a little more time to fix it, but if I had more time, then I would have been there for an hour trying to gotcha. get it to be perfect and been angry that it wasn't cut. So like, the, 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 hecknic, the hecknic, hectic nature of the day, I think, helped. But it was still, yeah, it's still, long story short, it's a little too crazy. It needs to be reined in just a little tiny bit.
3: Now, one thing I did find interesting on Wednesday's show is D A went above and beyond mentioning all the famous people in sports media that went to your alma, alma mater uh, for it. And I found that interesting coming off the conversation we had last week how here is all the Syracuse media, they all parachute in, we can't get enough of them, and we all secretly rejoiced on Saturday night when Syracuse was taken out of the tournament. Is DA trying to remind everybody and set up all the Fordham alum that if this is the real head coach hire to take them into the future of winning tournament games, to set up and have it on tape that maybe the Fordham alum – eventually become as annoying as Syracuse alum if they start winning tournament games.
1: Oh, I mean, that—that that is guaranteed. Although I will say oh, that yeah. if if Kyle Neptune turns this into a successful program and Fordham is playing important games in a couple of years, we will deserve, because of the last three decades, we'll deserve the chance to be cocky and whatever on, on Twitter. I could only hope to have as many opportunities as Syracuse has had to be as as annoying as they are. But yeah, if we get to this point point, fingers crossed, we are going to be hard to deal with, no doubt.
3: Oh, see, I don't like that. You gotta be consistent, folks. If we're gonna knock one media entity in school, we gotta stay consistent. You can't become an arrogant basketball fan where you dance on everybody afford and becomes great. You can't listen guys. I you, you gotta give us no, like one or two. Insane. I'm not you got to give us happy. one or two. You, you can't. I'm not saying not to be happy, but if it becomes an every year thing where you want to make other people in the industry throw up all over themselves, you need. To, I just hope that Fordham's alum are better and see what Syracuse has become, and don't do that.
1: Yeah. No, we're we're not. But I. But again, it's as this is a long time coming. Jim Beheim is in year forty. Like I, if 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 Fordham becomes a mainstay in the NCAA tournament at some point, I will try and calm everyone down and get us to be professional and say, guys, we don't want to be Syracuse. But the first time that there are real games, important games, big games, no holds barred.
3: Okay. All right. Well, two more things I wanted to hit on here, Bogues. Number one. We had a company name change. If you are listening on this podcast, maybe you're listening on Radio.com originally, and now you're like, wait, I had to update what's Odyssey. That is our new company name, and that is the app where you could find us. It's you know, If you have the Radio.com app, you're fine. You're just going to update it, and it's Odyssey. But part of this launch, Bogues, that kind of, I think, sprung on a lot of us. We didn't really know a name change was coming until right, basically right before it happened. I, I found interesting was... We all got free merch. We got to choose some free merchandise, including uh, one of the choices would be some kind of wireless earbuds. Then there were some other headphones. Then there was, I believe, a, a coffee or a drink mug that went with a wireless speaker. And the only reason I bring this up, I think we had a choice of three items, is I can almost guarantee that one of the first people when he saw this email to sign up had to have been Peter Schwartz because if it's free, you know he's there at the top of the list. <laughs> Where – two-parter for you. How quick – because we haven't done a good meat on the bone. How quickly has – did Peter Schwartz click the, oh, I'm I'm looking for my free gift? And which of the items, the three items we had to select from, do you think he went with?
1: Oh, part two is a tough one. Let me start with part one, though, because I – did you get an email saying – Go get your free stuff because I only noticed yes. the free stuff when I logged in this morning to access our sound. I saw the head like on the front page is like, free gear, pick your welcome gift. i like, oh, this is for me? Okay. okay. So I didn't s- even know about it until this morning.
3: So I am notorious, obviously, for not reading things all the way through. So basically at the expense of trying to act like I'm looking for anything free, I wasn't. What happened was I really knew nothing about this name change. In fact, I was unaware that Radio.com was also changing until my own G-Wiz podcast got tweeted out from – and I saw the Odyssey app, and I'm like, oh, okay. And and through the launch somehow yesterday, my G-Wiz podcast became a podcast where people could actually subscribe to it now. It's not just like an on-demand feature, so that somehow was a very, very minuscule – uh, overlapping of this launch. So because of that, I wanted to just do a little read up. Okay. What am I missing here with radio.com? And it's like a five step email on what everything, the name change meant. And the fifth one was, Oh, and last but not least, did we mention free gifts? And I clicked on it. Now I really feel like Schwartz because I clicked on it and that's how I knew what the gifts were and when everything. So it was in fact, in an email, however, you would have to read through the email to understand it was there. Cause it was like the fifth thing on explaining yeah. everything with the name change.
1: And you know what? I read that email, and I got number one says, like, find resources that are a new website. Number two, change your email signature. Okay, I'll do that. Number three, update your voicemail. I don't have voicemail, so that's when I stopped reading, thinking that this no longer applied to me. And I missed number four, get social. And then the big one, number five, pick your free gift. Now, the next follow-up would be Peter Schwartz is not a full-time employee. Do we know that he even got this email?
3: Oh, I think he got the email because he does have an email address. I know that through the company, and I think this one he does okay. to anybody with an email address. So you know damn well he claimed the gift. Like that. Like to me, there's a zero percent chance he's not aware of the gift by now and hasn't claimed it. Right? Like we can agree right. on that. Okay. Yeah. So, now- so then.
1: So then. De- so part yeah. B, then he didn't get the one with the blue light glass, whatever those things are called that like you wear at the computer screen. And in fact, I'm wearing right now blue light glasses. I think they're called. He yes. did not pick that one. That one I feel very confident getting rid of immediately.
3: Okay, the blue light glasses. That was that the one because they all kind of come with some sort of hearing device. Was that a? Was that the Bluetooth uh, speaker? Was that the wireless headphones, or was that like the long wired headphones?
1: I think that, those were just earbuds. They were not. Okay. Because the the main gift in that one is the glasses, not the not the headphones.
3: Gotcha. Okay. Interesting. Okay. So you think he's out on that? So it comes down to one of the other two.
1: Yeah, and I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with coffee mug speaker. I'm gonna go with that combination for Schwartz. I don't think that he because I picked the headphones. So I want I want the headphones. I don't feel like he's a headphone guy. So I'm gonna go with coffee mug speaker.
3: Okay, so I agree with you on Coffee Mug Speaker, and I had a theory behind this. I'm glad you went with that as well. My theory is this. I don't know this for a fact, but my assumption is if you walked into the Schwartz house today, finding actual glassware would be few and far between. My assumption is you want to drink in that house. It is all free stadium cups, right? It is every or like saved 7-Eleven double big gulp cups. It is all, you know, there's definitely a cup in there with David Wright's picture on it. There's some cup on there, probably with a Muhammad Wilkerson at a jet game on there. That is, if you want a beverage, that is how you drink it at the Schwartz house. So right off the bat, you get another free item to drink out of, I think is huge. And you throw in the fact that where does Schwartz have the famous hip injury on the beach? What do you do on the beach? You listen to a little music. No doubt he's not going (laughs) headphones there. He's going community speaker and that Bluetooth speaker. So that is where I am with you. I think that is the item he chose.
1: And and didn't we learn about this with his Super Bowl party menu? Like, there was no matching plates. Every plate was its own thing. It was not like, here's our nice... There was either, like, the you know football-themed plates, Rice. then there were football-shaped ones that, like, they seemed to keep on top of the throw-out ones, and then there were just random plates holding the random foods they ate. So I'm with you that <sighs> there's not a set of glasses there, that all of the glasses are this, whether they're from... Work from games. I remember when McDonald's used to like give you, you could pay like an extra dollar for like a uh, Ronald McDonald glass, and then the next week it was Hamburglar. I bet there's some of those in there as well, but they're <laughs> definitely all from like outside sources.
3: I agree with that. All right. Now, last but not least, as we go full throttle here in Side B, the a news on Wednesday was excellent about the Ravens coming down and taking the food at Costco in Alaska, which is just incredible. And of course, it spun off onto what the future of bird carrying people or or food will be. But one thing I want to have full disclosure, we know the Year of the Buffoon exists on the air, and I know I've said a lot of stupid things. We discussed, the obviously, the Suez Canal uh, blockage and boats going around Africa. I want to fully admit I did not know this, if this is true, or either that or you made a mistake. Why, when the story said Ravens, were you calling them crows? Are Ravens a type of crow? Did
1: I say crow?
3: You did. You said it a couple times in that segment before you got to calling them Ravens, and it confused me a little bit, huh. obviously. What, what, what hour was that, 830? Yeah, you're going to have to go back and listen. You definitely called them crows. And so much so that, And how do I know you called them that? That was where uh, Pete dropped in the murder. A crows drop because you kept referencing crows.
1: Because I have ravens written through the entire thing. I just pulled my script back up. I have ravens the whole time. So maybe I just said crows because my head slipped. But I mean, because the only crows I remember is Pete playing murder of crows. And he played. I don't that as remember result saying. Of you,
3: yeah, he played as a result of you calling them crows. Yes.
1: Yeah. So so maybe um. Maybe yeah, maybe I just I just slipped, but it was not it was an accident or a mistake. It was not a decision by me to call them crows. I don't know that crows and ravens are interchangeable. I I doubt that they're not. So yeah, that was that don't 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 think that. I don't want to give you any bad information. Ravens and crows are different things as far as I know, and if I said crows on Tuesday, it was an accident. Or Monday, Wednesday, whatever day this is.
3: In summation bogus, as we wrap here. I have made so many terrible mistakes on animals and the history and all of this stuff that, you know, oh, you didn't go to school. And you made a mistake on the air that actually led me to have to ask on the PGP, are Ravens crows? Because I believed you. That's how That's how much but, I am willing to believe anything I don't know now. So there we go. So when you, you f- talk about my but you friends up. telling me things, I'm following something you said. Good. And, that, and the
1: bigger story here is that you double-checked. You didn't just assume that— I was, you know, I was making some kind of like zoological decision. You double-checked. You asked somebody. Maybe you shouldn't have asked me because um, I got it wrong. But, but you I... didn't just assume it was a thing and went with it. You, you double-checked. You got some facts behind it. So you're learning. That's all we want you to do.
3: But I did technically ask while on mic on the podcast. It wasn't like I Googled It's myself. okay. No, no. Okay. It's, o- it's okay to ask.
1: It's o- there, are no, there, there are some stupid questions, but most of them are not. So I'd rather you ask than not.
3: Okay. All right. Well, we're going to wrap it there on a high note, Boggs. You could follow Bogus Real high note we're on learning. Twitter at Andrew Bogues with a C, Bogues, Correct. You have a C in your name.
1: Yes, it's a yeah. C near the end.
3: Okay. All right. Then you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Perez.
0: How powerful is Cox Internet?